0: They've dug a hole there. Hey, good morning. Good morning. morning. I was just recording my show. (laughs) So I was telling my listeners that you had dug a big hole in the ground. (laughs) Moet die (laughs) weg? Nee, maar als je weg gaat, dan zet je gewoon achter. Nee hoor, nee, dat is prima. Ik gebruik de auto voorlopig niet. Ik ga (laughs) lekker wandelen. Succes! So this is the, uh, uh, the electrics company. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a word, but they did all the renewal of the electricity in my in my rectory. And uh, he had parked his his bus next to the rectory and uh, was unloading stuff because today they are going to do the uh, renewal of all the electricity of my uh, of the neighbors, <laughs> which is the church, the local church community because uh, they have started the process of building and expanding uh, their congregation space. So they had a small room next to my rectory where they would drink coffee with people, but it was very cramped and tiny. This uh, church is built in the 50s with very, very low budget. And, uh, well, <laughs> you heard me talk about the consequences of that for the build quality of the, of the, also of the rectory. And the same is true for the church and for the the other parts of the building. And so they had been um, they had been um, uh, what is it uh, soliciting donations from the community from the local community to build a new and bigger space to to come together with the community after mass, for instance, or for um, other group activities. Um, but because of COVID, as you can imagine, that whole process has been on hold. And in addition to that, they had uh, uh, problems with the local authorities because apparently they they spotted um, a a rare bat. And bats, most bats here in my country are protected. And so if they uh, nest or whatever, <laughs> if they have a home in your church, you cannot. Do anything because it would chase them away, so I think that one single bat that they spotted, and they weren 't even sure that, that that bat and this is someone from the <clears throat> local what is it animal welfare group <clears throat> they didn 't even know for sure that that bat was staying inside the whatever the, the, the attic of the <laughs> of the parish. But because of that, they had to wait, I think, two more years before they could start building. But anyway, that's one of the reasons that I'm outside, because they are, uh, because of the electricity, uh, making a lot of noise, drilling holes, and they're going to reroute a lot of the electricity to uh, a new central place in in the new building. But part of that electricity is also linked to my situation that used to be just one thing because the pastor of the of the parish this used to be an independent parish um lived next door and so was no problem that for instance the the church bells were operated from the rectory um a lot of the electricity the gas the the heating it's all linked together and um when the when the bigger parish now decided to rent this former rectory to me, they also promised that they would split up things. Otherwise, you know, I end up paying for uh, the electricity costs of of the entire community, which is uh, slightly above my pay grade. So that process has now finally started, but because this is a low budget uh, project, they are doing a lot themselves, especially tearing down the previous building so for a couple of days now, there's been a lot of contact noise because these buildings are are literally touching. So whatever they demolish or if they use a drill, um, the noise of that goes straight into my part of the the buildings. And so I do have, thankfully, a a good set of headphones (laughs) with noise cancelling. It's one of those Sony's. Uh, and I bought I bought the pair at the recommendation of a good friend of mine, and uh, wow, that's been a lifesaver because if there's a lot of noise, also for instance, I live close to this busy road that you actually hear. This road also uh, goes along the, the the smaller part of the of the rectory, and upstairs, <laughs> the, the the main room where I do all my writing. Uh, And so where I have to concentrate has a malfunctioning window. This is part of the, again, the the problems of this house. Uh, In the 90s, early 90s, they uh, they installed... Yeah, hello. Yeah, die kant uit. Gewoon deze weg aflopen, komt u bij een rotonde. En bij die rotonde gaat u naar rechts. En dan komt u in het centrum. These people were looking for downtown (laughs) Bennekom the center of the city Uh, around this time I think well in springtime you'll probably get a lot of um, visitors here who'd like to walk in the woods or bike because it's a gorgeous environment here and uh, so oftentimes, you will have strangers looking for uh, the local restaurant or the city center, (laughs) this is a tiny little village but um, glad to help so anyway, they uh, they installed these uh plastic slash aluminum or aluminium uh windows instead of the old ones. Uh but those are actually already very old and that was the first generation of that type of uh of, of windows or whatever it is. And now it starts to break down. So that window actually doesn't close anymore and uh this past week we've had some severe storms and at one point i was literally standing at that window for about an hour pushing it back against the wind because i was afraid that the last little (laughs) what was it there's just one connection uh that still holds the window relatively closed Um, and i was afraid it would break off and then the window would blow open and oh my gosh that would have been a disaster in that storm. Um, so, But the fact that that window doesn't close entirely also aggravates the noise coming from the street. Uh, and, and so it causes a lot of that constant traffic noise in the house. So that, of course, uh, will need to be repaired and that will hopefully also solve the the, the noise, the, the sound uh, issues that I have. But in the meantime, I'm sitting there usually with the headphones on. I don't even play music or anything. I just put on the no- noise cancelling and it uh, it completely it creates this very silent bubble around me. It's a very, very awesome technology and it works really well. Anyway, so the reason that I'm out here walking is because that noise is even a bit too intense for my noise cancelling headphones. So I figured, hey, what, what else can I do <laughs> to make myself useful and at the same time uh, uh, not having to be in that constant uh, noisy environment let 's just go out for a walk i'm actually quite happy I did because the sun is shining, and if you if I am quiet, you can even hear the birds and they are starting to to prepare hopefully for springtime. You hear them? Oh, I love this. I love this sound the the, the trees are still mostly barren and uh, I don't see any leaves yet, but that would be super early. After all, we're, we're just starting Lent, right? So we still have a long way to go uh, before it's uh, Easter and before we can enjoy springtime. But I'm already looking forward to it. Speaking of Lent, that is actually the, the topic of today's walk. Sorry for the very long introduction. But at least we're now in the woods, so I can properly start the show. <laughs> Let's start the show. raise the curtains. Play the music. Uh, Lent is, uh, is already here, which is insane because wasn't it just Christmas? <laughs> A few weeks ago. I feel like I, I just barely moved um, uh, or, or, or tore down the the Christmas tree, and now we're heading for, for Easter. It always gets me. It's always too early for my, for my senses. Oh, wow. That tree is completely broken. Whoa. So during the storm, one of these huge trees, this is kind of the entry lane into the woods, and it's surrounded at both ends by these massive trees. And this one didn't, didn't survive. So it broke off in the middle, and now they've marked all these trees that are Damaged with orange painted lines around it, which probably means that they will be removed because they are too dangerous. Oh, this tree was actually starting to uh, to uh, uh, blossom. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's nature. Um, so Lent, uh, of course, is a, always a an interesting time because it's it's very long as a liturgical uh, period. It is meant to um, be around approximately 40 days, referring of course to the 40 days uh, that Jesus spent in the desert before his public um, actions, so it's preparation time. Also, uh, the number 40 refers to the 40 years of the, <clears throat> uh, the people of God uh, walking through the the desert, in search of the holy Land, and all the trials and tribulations along the way, so it is absolutely a time of preparation and uh, and also decluttering I would say spiritual decluttering it 's getting rid of everything that clutters up our lives normally and prevents us from from uh, seeing clearly what we 're what we 're heading for and uh, what is our our true purpose in life. And and it's a good time to do that. And it's, uh, of course, uh, divided into three areas, three main areas of interest, as you know. Um, this comes straight from Jesus in the gospel, who says, uh, who talks about fasting and uh, praying and almsgiving. So fasting, not just food, but basically getting, stepping back from everything physical that normally would worry you and uh, that occupies so much of our lives and realizing how little we need. That, that was the whole purpose of Jesus going into the desert for 40 days. It was uh, having that experience of just being with his father and that being enough, which ultimately is what heaven is going to be, uh, where God will be everything and uh, will be our life, our future, our eternity I'm trying to uh, circumvent this massive pool of of mud while this dog is excitedly running around <laughs> with a stick. Whoops! This is perfect weather for dogs, of course. Sun shining, and uh, it's not too crowded uh, this time of the day. Uh, why is my Sorry, my my microphone is a bit creaky today, and I don't exactly know why. Maybe this set of headphones that I'm using. I'm using the old iPhone headsets, or, yeah, iPhone earbuds, but the wired ones, because most of my gear doesn't have Bluetooth. Uh, And I think it is starting to to break down. It's usually the connectors with Apple stuff that are very... uh, uh, Vulnerable to the wear and tear of, of daily use. Um, so uh, fasting is just stepping away of everything that is non-essential. And I, I've been uh, really making a lot of progress in that area. Having to move different several times over the past few years has been a tremendous help. It's a pain <laughs> moving, but it has decluttered so much for me and uh, especially now that i'm even though i have a pretty big rectory there's almost no storage space so i've gotten rid of i would say maybe 50 percent of my stuff and i'm still i still have so much (laughs) it's insane Uh, um, and and there are a few more boxes that i want to declutter Um, and this time of lent is going to be for me the time to do that and as usual the fact that I haven't gotten rid of that stuff that is in those boxes has more to do with, em- like, the emotional side of things than of the, you know, that, that I need that stuff. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in boxes, right? So, it's... Uh, well, let me just go into that. Let's just talk about fasting, and we'll see how far we get with these three pillars. <laughs> um, the Well, let me first explain the idea of having 40 days of Lent is, of course, that this is kind of uh, biblical wisdom before we had all the self-help books explaining us how that works with habit forming. But 40 days is a fantastic period of time to establish a habit. Usually it takes about six weeks. Uh, when I was trying to shift my, uh, my, my schedule to waking up at 5 o'clock, going to bed at 9, uh, it's... It's an ongoing process, and I think it will take me about six weeks, maybe even more, to fully get used to that. Um, Also, because you will not always be successful, I um, had a really nice start, and I thought, wow, this is easier than I thought. Waking up at five o'clock, being super productive, having that nice start of the day with some physical exercise, some time to meditate, and some time to write, which was really... uh, uh, new to me to 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 write early in the morning. Not just journaling, but just writing down thoughts and uh, sometimes even uh, just doing creative writing. Uh, but then after two weeks, I started to get some issues because I had to stay up late for something. Um, there, or maybe sometimes the days are just very stressful. And then I have this weird, almost subconscious reaction of trying to make up for the... For the, for the missed opportunities to relax during the day. That's a topic for a whole other uh, episode of the walk. But uh, then I would go to bed too late. I wouldn't be able to, or maybe at first at first I would still wake up at five. And then I was like, oh man, I'm so dead. I need to sleep a few hours more and I would go back to sleep. And that of course derails the entire process. So you have to just start again. Which I do. This is part of life. It's like with any effort. Um, as If you let yourself be discour- discouraged after the first time you fail, you will never master something new. It's like having this running injury. It won't prevent me from running another marathon. It just had to, I had to adapt my plans of running a marathon in springtime because I just didn't have enough time to prepare for it. It's not a problem. As long as I pick myself up and keep running, I will eventually get there. And that's true also for this, you know, early these early moments in the morning. Uh, it's a matter of doing this for six more weeks, and then I'm pretty sure that it almost becomes automatic. And uh, so that's why 40 days are a really great time or uh, great amount of time for this period of Lent. Uh, ...in order to make some small changes in your life. And so this decluttering of stuff... um, ...it's something I've been kind of pushing back... uh, ...if not procrastinating... ...because I had so much other stuff to do... ...for, uh, you know, finalizing the house... ...and then getting into this new rhythm... ...when it comes to work, choosing new priorities... Uh, organizing my life in such a way that I have a, a, a better balance than I used to have in the past. And so, uh, emptying these final few boxes with stuff, um, that was not... It wasn't urgent. It wasn't a priority. So, that goes into to the maybe sometime uh, area of my life. But now, this may be actually the sometime <laughs> area because... Um, I also feel that uh, it's it 's probably not going to be much work but it 's something that I mentally kind of uh, dread uh, so a few of those boxes contain a lot of um, still f- very functional f- functioning good uh gear that we uh, that we bought when we were building up that Dutch Catholic channel, which ultimately we didn 't pursue um and the reason that I keep it or kept it was that for quite a while I was still thinking about uh, or thinking of of creating these different studios, basically in my in my rectory, and uh, I had too many ideas, I think, for for my current work as a uh, a program maker. And of course, as you've been able to witness, if you've been listening to this show for a while now. Um, I've been going through this process of discernment with you. Uh, what, is, what is a priority? That sound that you hear is actually a dog playing in the mud and in the water. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not its owner because you would have to clean it again when you get back home. <laughs> with, this time with clean water. Um, uh, I'm going to go to the left. I like this. Oh, it's so good to have some sunshine today. Beautiful. It's still cold, but uh but it's so nice. And actually this is what the doctor ordered. I need to get more vitamin D uh by by exposing my skin to direct sunlight. So, here we go. Doctor's orders to be walking here. Um so uh the the this process of discernment has been extremely helpful to mostly to just tone down my own ambitions uh, not trying to do everything at once but letting things grow organically and focus on the relationship that I have with the community which then is much easier uh, if, if, you, if your target audience is the world 24 hours per day is not enough um, if your purpose is to, f- to form community then basically anything you do can help that if you do it in the right way, if, if the, that priority is, is uh, front of mind and so it's not about the quantity of work but it's about the effects of the work that you do and that has been helpful to kind of just step away from all those wild ideas and I was keeping all that equipment and that gear uh, with the usual thing that we tell ourselves when we don't want to throw stuff away and yet we don't use it Maybe sometime. Maybe someday I'll need this. Oh, it's still perfectly fine. I paid so much money for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, why is it cluttering up your life? Are you paying it to clutter up your life? Uh, it's it, it's just irrational thinking. And it comes from us uh, d- n- not ready to acknowledge that that one thing that we thought was going to be so... So, so, so important to our lives is no longer here, and and so this this maybe one day attitude is in itself actually uh, it could uh, um, hamper progress. It still occupies space in your mind, um, and and of course in your cupboards, like in my case, but. It also prevents you from focusing on what you do right here and now and what you are supposed to do right here and now. And so I'm not advocating that you throw everything away and just do a total reboot and then sit down and ask yourself, so what am I going to do? And then you may discover that, wait a minute, but I would need that thing that I just sold or, or gave to charity or whatever. Um, it's all about first discerning what your priorities are, then assessing what do I need for that, and it turns out I actually need much less than I thought I would because I now have that little office studio which works really well on camera and at the same time doesn't occupy much space. Doesn't, I don't need a lot of equipment to do my thing. So, But once you, ha- you know what you're going to do if you have your priorities straight, then ask yourself, what do I need to realize that? And what is just cluttering up my life? And that stepping away from all these wild ideas and, and potential opportunities that's super important otherwise that will still occupy your mind Good morning. Hello. It's a congregation of dogs and their owners <laughs> standing here on the crossroads of this uh, beautiful meadow and then I'm walking up this hill further into the woods thankfully i'm starting to know this part of the woods because we've been running so much lately in uh, in this area especially on saturday morning which by the way now that the the weather is improving <laughs> we get more sunshine uh it's it's more and more my favorite time of the week just spending two hours running and then uh we go uphill, we're in the woods, it's, you're, there's no traffic, it's such an amazing... Oh, it so, so boosts my, my morale for the rest of the week. It's like when you do a workout early in the morning, that can actually give you energy for the rest of the day. For me, that Saturday training um, has the same effect on the entire week. And I was sad that I had to skip it for the past few weeks because of that running injury... But uh, on the upside, the weather is now much better than it used to be a few weeks earlier. So, oh man, I'm so glad that I've discovered that uh, running group. So the uh, getting rid of all that extra equipment is also in a certain way acknowledging that a number of the projects that you thought you were going to do are no longer necessary. Of course, uh, I've been uh, stepping away from the puppeteer project which in itself loved the idea still love it but impossible to combine with the other priorities and uh, focused on um, a target audience that is actually not my target audience it's in itself i think an important group uh, of uh, or an important uh, audience helping young parents with the religious education of their kids but that in itself would be <laughs> would be enough for my entire media work, um, and then some, because it's a, a very big field. It's not really my area of expertise, although I do like to make these uh, Lego videos from time to time. I'll continue to do that, but only as a hobby project and not as work. Um, I, we We stepped earlier like before COVID we stepped away from that idea of creating a specific Catholic channel in in the Netherlands or for the Dutch-speaking people. Because again, in itself, I still think it's a very important thing that Catholics in my country are a bit more active in the media and uh, that there is more than just kind of the corporate communication coming from the bishops or from the individual dioceses. But again, it was not my uh target audience it's not my core mission and now that i know that my core mission is to <clears throat> reach out to this uh mostly you know very very uh, how would you say that geeky audience uh, but also positive audience or an audience at least that looks for positivity for 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 a community <clears throat> that wants to know a little bit more about the stories they enjoy and want to they want to learn about the the, the mythological religious elements in it they enjoy that type of approach where you kind of look beyond the special effects etc um and, and and then also the the let's say the audience and this is much more this is much broader than it may sound there's just this audience of people that love movies TV shows are interested in video games um, the stuff that I'm <laughs> naturally inclined to be interested in. We we have, like, knowing that that is my audience, the people that I have common ground with, um, and that I can also help to deepen their experiences. Um, that kind of helps me to also say no to other potential audiences that I I'm pretty sure that from a point of view of... <clears throat> You know, producing something that would help those groups, uh, I would be able to do that. But you can't do everything. And so, for someone a bit like me, who, is, who likes to come up with ideas, but not necessarily always calculates the consequences of, uh, in terms of resources and time and energy, stepping away from those creative ideas definitively is, is, is hard. And that, I think, is why I haven't thrown away or sold uh, some of that equipment, uh, because it it symbolizes uh, potential. <laughs> and But potential in itself is uh, has no value unless it's potential for you, and that fits your vocation and your mission. And I think after months of discernment. I know pretty much where I should focus my efforts. And focus is everything. In in media, in life as it is, you have to choose. And, uh, and choosing is difficult. The older you get, the harder it is to choose. That is maybe why so many old people have a tendency to gather everything, to keep everything, and their houses are f- stuffed with with things because they know that their life is not infinite. And so if you step away from a part of your future or something that you hoped you would one day do you have to scratch that from your bucket list because it's just impossible then it's also an acknowledgement that time is finite and you can only do so many things before you are going to die right and so what matters and this is true at every stage of your life it's just when you get older you realize it uh, a bit more it's all about making sure that the choices you make are well discerned and that what you do is what, you, what makes you happy what makes you feel fulfilled what fulfills actually your your vocation in life if you do that it's much easier to step away from other projects it's no use dreaming about a different life in a different reality we don't live in a parallel universe so there's, not, there's not 50 versions of me uh, that can each do their thing at least not that I'm aware of and so what what matters is, what do I do? And are the choices that I make, choices that at the end of my life I can look back on and say, I did the right thing? Now, obviously that is never going to be 100% uh, uh, successful. There w- There are a lot of things in everyone's life where at the end of our lives, when we look back, we think, oh my gosh, I should have taken a left instead of a right there. I should have done this or that. But as long as the majority of your your the direction of your life is the direction that you feel God wanted for you and that has actually contributed to the lives of other people, then I think you can be you can be content and happy. And it's easier to let go of the stuff that's in the way of the fulfillment of that uh of that of that main vocation, that main purpose of your life. So all that to say that those boxes the reason that I want to spend some time on getting a, getting rid of all that equipment and stuff that we have for projects that once we thought were a good idea, but now we have to let go because they're in the way of our specific purpose. Um, that is, that now is the time to do that. The second uh, set of boxes, and I think there are only three of them, but they're very heavy. Uh, that's even harder. That, that that's all the stuff from my my childhood um my my mom used to uh save everything that we did like drawings and and whew, the three of us my brother my sister and me we were very creative so we were constantly making stuff <laughs> and drawing and oh my gosh so my mom kept it all. And a few years ago, I, I didn't even know that she kept all that a few years ago. they, they She stuffed everything in boxes and uh, and just gave it to me with the solemn order not to throw it away. Because she already felt that I was kind of more of the minimalist uh, uh, attitude. And for a long time, I, I I don't think I said yes to that. or I'll promise not to touch this. But... Um, for a long time, that has been in the back of my mind. Like, uh, yeah, my mom would uh, would get very upset if I, get, if I would get rid of that. And so when I was still staying at Father Henry's place, I thought I had a, a brilliant idea. I would install my laptop on a table and a scanner, and I would go through all that paper and scan in every little scrap of, of uh, me in, in the past... <laughs> And then once I had, like, these uh, hundreds of gigabytes of scanned material, I could get rid of the paper originals, right? Because I scanned it in. Actually, I could even improve upon... I did actually did that. I sat down and I scanned in some some uh, drawings that I made when I was three or four, I don't know. And I did color correction on them. And the paper itself is yellowish. But with, you know uh post post processing with color correction you can get rid of that yellow hue and uh the, it looks the scan looks better than than the original uh let me go to the Moland beak wig. i recognize this also from running oh it's so beautiful i love this weather oh, can't tell you how how much this is a, a mood improvement to to have sunshine in my face anyway the uh uh, the the the, that whole project actually came to a grinding halt when i realized that if i would continue at the pace that i was scanning in all this old stuff and most of these drawings are pretty terrible i mean they were made by a three-year-old um if i would continue that process at that in in that tempo um it would take me four years or something I could do like a maximum of maybe 20 pieces of paper in an hour. That's an hour of my life that I dedicated into scanning in stuff that I didn't even remember was there. And all that to just kind of uh, obey to this order not to throw it away. And I was like, but seriously, for who am I doing this? I don't care. I mean, it's fun to kind of go through it and just having this general idea of, yeah, I used to be pretty creative when I was a kid. And thankfully, because it laid the foundation for my creative work, my creative work today. But man, why would I spend an hour on 20 drawings that if even even my sister, my brother probably would would not be interested in in ever seeing that thing again. So why am I doing this? And it's, again, it was this realization that what is more important? That hour of my life that I could spend on things that serve my community, that keep me healthy, whatever. Or doing this preservation thing as if this was worthy for a museum. It's ridiculous. And so, and that, but that was a big wake-up moment where I, where I realized how much um, in a certain way, by my mother's behavior, uh, which is very much about holding on to stuff and, um, and and documenting everything. I think she's got like 50,000, if not 100,000 photos of of her, her dogs. And it's like, I think every, well, maybe 8 out of 10 photos feature dogs. And what are we going to do with those photos later? Nothing, <laughs> just maybe just store them digitally, but even that, you know, storage space is expensive. I, I realized that for with uh, f- Google Photos. Oh, there's a bike, and I'm actually in the biking. Oh, there are multiple bikes. Hello, Hello. good oh. Kijk, kijk, Hello. hi, hi. hi. <laughs> That's a big group of people. Hi, good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's a group of slightly older men uh, going on a tour through the woods. They all wear helmets, which is very rare in the Netherlands. (laughs) But probably the smartest thing to do, but I don't think I'm ready for it yet. Uh, So I'll just walk on this. I was actually walking in a biking lane um, and there is this unhardened... Road next to it, which is for cars. <laughs> it's slightly more muddy, so I was avoiding it. So anyway, it's it's uh, uh, and and I've been going through this process of of, of uh, uh, basically also letting go of of habits that I inherited from my family, from my upbringing that are no longer functional and and actually. In, in some respects, are also counterproductive. This is one of them. Holding on to all these old photos. I mean, sure, if you want to have a few of those photos digitized as a keepsake just to trigger some memories, fine. But I don't need to keep three boxes full of stuff. And I, go, I just just thinking of it, like, oh my gosh, I have to scan all that in. And then there are actually companies that you can... Uh, pay for, to scan in everything for you. But then again, I was like, what's the purpose? Why? Even spending time on, on, on browsing through that deluge of old stuff in order to find maybe two or three gems is, is, is not going to be the best way to spend my time here on Earth. <laughs> I have more important things to do. So again, it, it is leaving something behind. Even if it's your own past... And throwing it away, which is something you do with that old paper. Actually, I discovered that a lot of those drawings were already starting to literally fall apart because of these little critters that are eating the paper. And so, uh, in a few years, it's going to be gone anyway. And this whole process of trying to copy everything... God, I'm not J.R.R. Tolkien! (laughs) You know... Where, yes, I'm so glad that Christopher Tolkien dedicated most of his life in restoring all those scraps of information about Middle Earth from his dad. And that's wonderful because, man, what a legacy it is. But I'm just Father Roderick. And I was not very good at drawing, but I did it anyway because I enjoyed it. But I didn't make those those comic strips and whatnot in order to spend (laughs) days months, years of my life just just scanning them in and, and and oh my gosh, as if as if my life needs a museum. So this is what I'm going to do this Lent. I am vowing to get rid of all that clutter because it prevents me from focusing on the here and now. It's the same thing that I said earlier on. It's not that in itself this is not without any value or merit, but life is too short for this. I don't want to spend hours and hours and hours of my current life where I could help so many people with my stories, with improving my craft, on on documenting stuff that has had its function. Those drawings, it's just me learning how to use color and whatnot, and, but it's... It's never meant as something that should be here for the rest of my life. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to share that with you. Hope uh, this um, is a, a bit of an alternative approach to the topic of fasting during Lent. But it is important, I think, to realize every once in a while that uh, that's the idea of going into the desert. You don't need much to be happy, you don't need much to fulfill your uh, your purpose in life. But what it needs is your absolute attention and daring to leave behind what is blocking that progress, what is holding you back, what is keeping you glued to the past. The past has had its time. It's important to focus on the here and now and maybe to prepare for the future, but that's another topic. Anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you. Let me know your thoughts in the Discord server if you are a patron and if you aren't a patron and you would like to become a member of that wonderful community where it's it's like this third place almost where i love to go and hang out with friends um consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com father all right have a good start of lent let me know what you are doing this year and we'll talk soon take care and god bless